What's going on, everyone? Hey, looks Hello. like we're live. Morning. Greetings yeah. from Singapore. Oh, I think yeah. I actually have everybody. This is exciting. This is exciting. I know. <laughs> you can hear us now, Tim? All of us? I can hear all of you. This is wonderful. Awesome. awesome. Right when we're actually live, um, Tim can hear all of us. So, um, hey, welcome to Bottoms Up Perspective. It's this episode nine, I think. So, um, yes, and we're talking about taking action, right? So, um, my question to you guys is, um, let's start with the first one, you know, right off the bat, looks like all our viewers are hopping on. Um, that's exciting. Want to say hi to everyone. Um, give me a second here. I want to see who all's here so I can make sure I say hi to everyone. Sure. Yep. Want to say hi to Chad. Um, Chad's on here. Um, looks like Paul just hopped on too. Um, Paul Farrell wants to say hi to you. Um, thanks for hopping on and glad you're on the show. And um, let's talk a little about taking action. So we hear this term a lot, um, taking a leap of faith, right? So um, let's start. What does that mean to all of you? Um, today, let's start with Timothy. Hello, everyone. Uh, taking a leap of faith. Well, I, I recently took a leap of faith and jumped into uh, entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that to me is a leap of faith, if, if there is any. But, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, regardless, a leap of faith I mean, no matter whether it's entrepreneurship or sometimes you're in a bad situation and you just need to get out of it, um, you know, there's never any certainty when you're doing something that's unknown or if you're even just changing positions. Sometimes you think you're getting into a better position and then you find out your boss is a shitty boss after you've taken the position. So, you know, a leap of faith can really be anything that you're making a major change. But, you know, I think... In life, you have to take a leap of faith every now and again. Um, unless you're in a completely, you have a great job, you're very secure, and, you know, you, your bills are paid for, and your mortgage is paid for, then, yeah, you don't need to take risks. But, uh, you know, if you're like the rest of us and you're struggling a little bit, sometimes you got to take a chance to move ahead. So tell us a little about your um, entrepreneur journey so far. Tim, uh, it's uh, it's been interesting in the middle of COVID, but what I, but I will say is I don't regret it for one second. Um, you know the freedom, and you know to be able to do things on your own time, it's amazing. So I actually truly enjoy the uh, the journey, and uh, you know it hasn't been bad financially either. So all is good. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, uh, Jeremy? I think vis visually, right, if you say taking a leap of faith, you always imagine just something. Can, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. It's just you then, Audrey. Jeremy, I can't hear you. It's just, I think. You can't hear me? Right? Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I'm going to say, uh, I was going to say, yeah, so taking a leap of faith, um, visually, you think of somebody at the edge of a cliff, right? And then you look down and you wonder, you know, you know, if you can jump and get across to the other side. Uh, so, so, so I think, I think literally, uh, that's what it means, right? Uh, you, you will have to take a leap of faith if you know that there's something really risky that, you know, you might lose something, uh, maybe even your life. 
um, but you do it anyway. Uh, so that's what's taking a leap of faith means to me um, in terms of, uh, 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 you know, what's in the head. But if, if, it, if I translate that to, to my life, uh, I think, yeah, a couple of things, right? Taking a leap of faith, uh, taking a leap of faith on yourself um, to, to be online, to, to go out, expose yourself on LinkedIn, um, trying, to be that, trying to be that person you want to be online in that space to dominate or conquer it, uh, taking a leap of faith with, with uh, marrying you think the right person, taking a leap of faith that uh, you could be a dad and be that very important person in one or two maybe three persons' uh, lives, you know, for the rest of your lives. I, I think those are really huge things, right? And then, of course, uh, if I had to do any changes, that means taking a leap of faith uh, professionally, uh, that would be something uh, what Tim just said he was doing, you know, entrepreneurship. I don't think I'm going to be ready for that. But if I ever try to do that, that will be a huge, you know, leap of faith. So, so that's how I interpret it. I think we need we need to wait for... Aldrich to come back. <laughs> we lost Aldrich. Yeah. But you guys right. can hear me, right? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. And okay. I want to say hi to Dennis too. Um, Dennis just hopped on. So hello, Dennis. Thanks for um, joining us. It's great having you in our um, Bottoms Up Perspective group. So, and um, yeah, I, I, I'll go because um, we're waiting for Aldrich. So for me, I think, you know, we take leaps of faith every day you know uh, we take a leap of faith when we get out of our house get in our car and drive to work because we don't know what's tomorrow right we never plan on COVID-19 you know uh, we didn't know it was gonna happen and all of a sudden it's here you know so um, I think a lot of times we overthink it um, and we have things in our heart that we want to do um, but we make excuses for ourselves, right? And um, a lot of things we know, hey, maybe this is something I want in my life, um, like buying a car, for example, or buying a house, you know? But then um, as human nature, we want security and calculated risk, you know, especially in my life. So I think anything outside of my calculated risk, I call it taking a leap of faith because it's uncertainty, I don't know if it's going to go sour, if it's going to go good. Um, it's just trusting uh, what my heart tells me, right? So, um, and I think sometimes we have to take those risks and um, take that leap in order to see the opportunity that might be on the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, hey, and you might fail. You don't know. It's just like diving in, right? You just have to, you know, we had that little image on our ad for this episode. It's just... Um, taking that dive, right, and then not knowing, you know, um, what's at the bottom, right? Um, that's taking a leap of faith. It's just doing it. So um, that's my take. So um, Eldrick is back. Can you hear us? I can. Jeremy, yes. can, you can you hear me? Yeah. yeah can I can you? hear all you guys. This is good. Yeah, I can, okay. I can, yeah. Good, good, good. Perfect. So, well, I so guess it's your turn. What's the initial question again? Taking action or is it a leap of faith? Leap of faith. Taking, what does it mean to you when you hear the phrase taking a leap of faith? Just doing things that I don't know what the heck that is. That's the <laughs> leap of faith. 
let's just keep it very simple. Um, I think I think uh, Timothy can agree to this, and uh, Kevin. Uh, I think Jeremy as well. Given the level that you are in the in the corporate setting, that uh, it's it's very important on a day to day basis that we keep doing things that we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, simply because if uh, I I believe in this saying that um, with uh, you don't get experience with no experience. Um, so so a lot of times when we are out there just trying to get any form of experience, uh, if we go in with the result mindset that I'm going to achieve this, uh, chances are you're not. So it's it's a lot more of um, just just try, just do and see if it fits you because you'll never know. Uh, how do you know that you are good in swimming? Someone must have thrown you into the pool before, right? When you were young, just that you don't remember. Um, <laughs> how, how do you know that you are a talent in the badminton court, right? Someone must have given you a badminton record and somehow you were there in the badminton hall and you started like swinging your arms and things like that and you started wondering, oh my gosh, I look like an Olympian gold medalist. Oh, I should start playing more. <laughs> or, you know, or the reverse happens like, um, oh, how do I use this weapon? Like, uh, doesn't fit me, you know? So I think, I think taking a leap of faith sometimes is just um, from a very positive point of view, just trying things that we are not used to. And I think we, we allow our life experiences to get in the way, especially at where we are today. Uh, we got too many years of uh, doing many things and then now we become very sticky to them because we are used to them and we are good at them. But when we were younger, we don't think like that, don't we? It's like, ah, oh, tennis, it looks interesting. Let me chase after the ball. But the game of tennis isn't chasing after the ball, but you just go and chase after the ball, right? You're trying right. to do something. Uh, uh, let's say when you're young, you follow your mom to the golf club, it's like, uh, golf course, and like, oh, wow, what's this? Why, why is everyone swinging this thing? You know, so I think I think we allow our life experiences to get in the way sometimes, and uh, just bring out just bring out the kid in us. You know, uh, I think we, we we can literally do a lot of uh, leaps, and it's not just a leap of faith. And forget about failure; we will fail anyway. We mm -hmm. will, even in things that we are good at, we fail. No big deal. Yeah, I like. I don't know where I heard it, but. Uh... I like it. I like the phrase "get comfortable with being uncomfortable," and uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually quite enjoy doing things that I'm not familiar with because you know that's how you learn, as you said, Aldrich. So I'm uh, yeah, I agree with you 100. percent While we're on the topic of leap of faith, um, just among us, how many of you took a leap just choosing to be on LinkedIn? LinkedIn <laughs> platform. How do you know this is the platform for you? Yeah, we all. Uh, but the point is, how do you know? I don't know. I just try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just try, right? Yeah, yeah, because you don't know, right? Uh, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we don't think about it. Uh, we hop on these social channels, right? Um, and majority of the time is either for business purpose or networking to help build a business. And I would have never knew I was going to meet Eldrick or Jeremy or even Timothy, you know? Um, you guys are all at least 100 of miles away from me you know i never knew that we will grow as friends you know we've you know, formulated a friendship we've never met each other in person right uh, yep. it's a leap of faith you know even doing this bottoms up perspective right it was all just an idea 
and uh, hey, let's do something together. And now it's grown into like a weekly Wednesday thing. Uh, and regardless of the audience, it's something we look forward to just being friends and talking to each other, right? It's no different than um, us having happy hour every Wednesday at the bar. <laughs> you know? where's, where's the beer? <laughs> <laughs> so I got my tea. <laughs> I got my water. So, so yeah, this, I think I like to... Yeah, this is a, this is a yeah this is a leap of faith because um you know in I have this like structure in my head you know in terms of progression so you know 2019 was like uh, the year of video so I started doing video and then uh, you know the next step was trying to do live I never thought I would do anything live like this so this is a leap of faith for me because I thought I need to get comfortable with videos for like two three years before I attempt to do live but you know. Once, uh, once you guys proposed that, hey, we should do this, and I was like, okay, sure, why not? So, so to the leap of faith, and you know, here we are, episode nine, right? Uh, quite, yep. quite an impossibility for me. Never imagined to be doing this, really. Yeah. Not that hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just being yourself, yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. So I think the next question is a good one too. So, um, and I think it's gonna roll into more different. Um, things that we can talk about within the topic of taking action, right? Um, so we hear words a lot, right? A lot of people say stuff, you know, um, there's a lot of talkers out there. There's a lot of um, just words, right? Especially in this day and age um, with social media, um, even people that you do business with, right? Uh, why actions speak louder than words to you? Hmm. We want to start with. I'm open. <laughs> Jeremy, you go first. Me? And I, I would love to hear the um, kind of the East and the West too, because I think there's a different take. Um, I know growing up with um, Asian parents, um, um, my mom always makes sure you know, uh, don't don't talk, okay? Just just do it, you know. <laughs> or I get spanked, you know, <laughs> you know. So it was like. Uh, why, why are you talking? You know, you do it, you know, and my mom always said, take action. You know, no one wants to hear you talk about it. So, um, I want to hear the, uh, uh, both sides. So go ahead. Why don't you start I think there I, and I, then we'll go this yeah, way. Yeah, I think I, sure. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, because Kevin, you just reminded me of what I, I tell my kids, right? You know, they, they like to give excuses and I'll, I'll just answer it. No, no, no. Don't use your mouth. Use your hands. You know? It's like, you know, why, why is the room messy, you know? Can you guys clean up? And then they'll say, oh, because a uh, brother did this or a sister did this. And then I'll just answer with, uh, you know, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to, to tell me who did this mess. I'm asking you to, to clean up. Use your hands, not your mouth. So, so really, that's, that's the, the really short story that I guess most parents would go through. But um, why, why, do, why do actions speak louder than words? Because words don't get you results, right? Literally. Um, you can talk all you want, you don't do anything, nothing moves, you know, it's, it's just your mouth, which is like the easiest. But but when you do things, you get the results, and the results will speak for itself. So so you do not have to, to explain when the results speaks for itself. So I guess in that sense, most literally, uh, uh, you know, actions do speak louder than words. And, and say all you want, say all you like, uh, unless you try doing it, uh, whatever the results is, be it failure or, or, or success, you know, it, it will definitely be better than words because you gain that experience regardless if it goes south or, or it goes north. 
So that's that's my 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 thinking, right? But if there's any word that you need to use to bridge um, words to action, it's the word yes. Just say yes. Whether you want to do it, you like it or not, say yes and, and go at it. Otherwise, you never know if you're good at it or not. That's my take. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I'll speak from an American's perspective and say that there's a lot of Americans that are full of shit. And we'll say a lot of we'll say a lot of stuff. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, I'm making five hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's, none of it's true. So, I mean, I think actions speaking louder than words is almost self-explanatory. I mean, really, it doesn't matter what you say. It's what's in your bank account, and it doesn't really matter what you say you're going to do. It's what have you actually done? So, you know, from my perspective. I, I'm not big into talking until I've already started doing something. And, you know, then at that point, I'll say, hey, this is what's happening. But it's already in motion. I don't like to talk about what I'm going to do um, until I've already done it. Because I think somebody else alluded to it. But talk is cheap and it means nothing. If you see, uh, exactly. you, say whatever, you say whatever the hell you want. But until it's actually done, it means nothing. So I, that's how I like to That's how I like to handle it. But I know in American culture, a lot of times it's the exact opposite. People will say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Oh, I'm going to do this. Okay, do it. Let's see what and, happens. And while Tim's talking about the whole, you know, culture, right, um, it goes back to kind of um, the whole um, children and sports, right? Um, I didn't understand. I, I have a um, six, uh, you know, seven-year-old, right? So he played basketball, right? And everyone gets a medal nowadays you know <laughs> you lose or not, right so um I get that. I get that. and and uh, when they don't get one these kids are wondering uh, i didn't get a medal dad well you also don't win you know? <laughs> you know because now they're kind of used to this um uh, they're already used to this um good job buddy when they didn't do a good job you know so uh, it's very hard to comprehend and in a way i feel our society um, because I'm in the U.S., I grew up here since I was six, so um, I might look Asian, but I am very much, you know, integrated in the U.S. culture. So um, I feel our society has, and you're seeing it um, during this pandemic too. You know, like um, there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of noise, but then no one wants to put in the work. You know, hey, if you don't want the virus or you don't want this, then what kind of action are you taking? You know. Uh, if you, you aren't taking action, then stop posting on social media about how other people should do it. You know, just respect everyone else's decision, you know, but then everyone wants to talk about it. You know, everyone's an expert on this viral topic. And then to me, I was like, man, you better have a viral degree and study viruses for several years before you start posting, you know, and sharing, you know, because I want facts, you know. I don't, you know, I don't care, you know, what you think. I want to hear from a, not just a doctor, but someone who studies viruses, you know, and pandemics, you know. I'll tell you, that's why, I, that's why I'm very hesitant to stay on Facebook because everybody on Facebook thinks they're Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I just, <laughs> within five minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Everyone knows better, isn't it? It's yeah. just everyone knows better. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. 
And we're in a culture, I think, too. Everyone's an expert, right? Um, oh, you get yeah. you get 20K followers on LinkedIn, and it worked out for you. You jump into some engagement pods. You get 90, 100 engagement daily. All of a sudden, you know, hey, let's sign you guys up for a $2,000 a month contract, and I'm going to teach you how to do LinkedIn. You know, you're not a digital marketer, dude. I did it in the corporate days, you know. Uh, 20 years, you know, uh, go, go, go work with some corporate companies and show me some digital marketing. If you can build LinkedIn, doesn't mean you're a digital marketer. You know, there's a fine line, people. You know, I make, video, I make videos too, but I'm no digital marketer. <laughs> yeah, and like, or expert, you know, and no. it's like crazy the amount, like, I'm hearing like what people charge, and I'm like, man. How do you do it? You know, I'm like, people charge some crazy rates out there um, on LinkedIn coaching. And I'm like, I think LinkedIn has LinkedIn learning. It's free. You know, you can click on it and take take those courses. And it's, you don't have to sign up any video. You know, you don't have to give your email away. LinkedIn learning. Go type it in. It's free. You know? <laughs> and so... I think it's just neat because we're going into the topic of, hey, taking action versus just saying stuff, right? So that's my two cents. Go for it, Aldrich. Aldrich. You know, you know my account, one of my accounting professors used to say that uh, talk is not cheap. Talk is free. He corrected uh -huh. me. Sure. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's kind of um, accurate. Um, I think uh, the talk, the talk and the actions, they all have a equal weightage, uh, but they apply in different circumstances. Um, if giving, if talking gives you an edge in that event that you want to excel in, or if you want to win, then by all means do it. But you know, like like sporting events, uh, usually people they have the pre-talk. The, the smack talk kind of a press conference. The, the whole point is not to provide entertainment. I mean, like, there is entertainment value, right? But the whole point is, I want to get into my competitor's head that uh, I'm out to kill you and I'm ready. But whether they are ready or not, you only know on the actual day, right? So I think, I think um, if you really want to talk about things um, just before a competition or a national championships or things like that, you want to get into the head of the competitors, go ahead and talk. Like, oh man, you know, like, uh, let's say a national chance for uh, a triathlon relay and you know, oh man, today is really, really hot. But you know, for the past three months, I've been training under the hot sun at 12 noon. I'm absolutely confident of running 35 minutes in this time. You know, like when you're waiting and everyone is nervous and you just talk about such things, you, you, you plant that seed of doubt in everybody's head that, hey, I'm gonna win this. Hey, I'm gonna win this. And hey, even if you start before me, I'm gonna blow past you. You know, it gives you that psychological edge. I think do it, right? If because when when you run, for instance, when you run, we all look forward. We don't look backwards, don't we? We look forward, right? Mm -hmm. So in a competition, if what I say before the competition forces you to look backwards every time, you can't focus on yourself anymore. I have my edge. So why not? I'll talk. I'll talk. So I, I, I don't really 
see the sensitivity in terms of the differences from the cultures between the East and the West part because to me it's just what works like literally what works like I mentioned I think in competitive events athletes do things for purpose uh, they talk for purpose otherwise if you if you look at what they do from day to day um, naturally testosterone driven but they spend most of their time training they don't spend most of their time talking don't they so that that talking event just that two days or one day before it's just a way to get their competitive advantage that's about it so i'm i'm all in for that the part that i don't appreciate is uh if you're not doing it please don't tell me how to do it yep <laughs> that's the part that i don't appreciate if you're not doing it for god's sake thanks for the advice but uh literally i gotta stop you here because uh I got to go for a meeting, I got a call, I got uh, bottoms up, and uh, you know, <laughs> thank you very much. I mean, this is just my view. I don't know if this is going to be a cultural thing, but it's, uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take it down. It's more of a, a very individual thing. That's what I think. Uh, That's I mean, really good. I mean, I, but I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I put up a post about that the other day that, you know, everybody can tell you how to do it, except they can't tell themselves how to do it. So you know, I agree with you. Like you know, if you're if you're not gonna practice what you preach, please don't talk to me about the same damn subject. I, I'm sure I'm sure there are those um, like fellow digital marketers trying to teach Kevin what to do, or fellow car yeah. dealers trying to teach you what to do, Timothy. I have I have people trying to come to me and say, "Hey, Aldrich, help! Um, I can coach you on your marathon to bring you to the next level." I'm like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Hang on." So I take out my phone, I start checking out their names, and I look. For their results i'm like hey dude you finished your best marathon you finish at least one hour 30 minutes behind me is there something that means like what what can you offer and he's like <laughs> oh you know i'm a coach i'm not uh i'm not an athlete but i'm able to pick up why people ah, i'm not interested i i'm interested in like understanding the deep practitionership of things right so unless and until i think one day i want to run one hour 30 minutes longer in a marathon i'll look for you no problem but it's not now. I'm not interested. <laughs> really like, no. Give me a effing break. You know, like, like just, it's fine. It's fine. Exactly, exactly my point, right? The results will speak louder than, you know, whatever you have to say, right? You just check the results and you know, it's there, right? But, but if you, but if you, but if that person has that result, he won't be telling you, hey, I can coach you. You'll be looking for him, right? It's the other way around. Mm, that's good. Aldrich, you, yeah, you'll be seeking out that, that marathoner that can run one hour faster than you and you ask that person, right? The person won't be coming around and, hey, you know, I got something to, to teach you, right? So I, I think, yeah, that's why actions do, do speak louder than words. And, and uh, since we're in this conversation of taking actions versus talk, right, uh, I've always had this in my head. Um, I, this, this is what I call the um, two-by-two matrix on how to survive in an MNC because I see this pretty prevalent in especially uh, American MNCs. So, you know, you guys are familiar with, you know, two by two matrix like Boston Consulting Group, that kind of thing, X axis and Y axis. So imagine if you have one axis uh, that is, uh, that says, uh, I cannot talk and can talk, right? And the other axis you have uh, can take action, oh, sorry, cannot take action and can take action. You have a two by two grid and on the top right, will be people who can talk and can work, right? So this group of people 
will be really, really great for, for a company for, or, or any MNCs, right? But then you also have the other extreme who are people who can work and cannot talk. So this will be really, really terrible, right? The bottom, I don't know, 5 10%. So those are goners. Forget it. And then you get two interesting group of people, right? Those who can work and cannot talk. What's going to happen to these guys? They will be your worker bees. They'll work their life. They'll work their lives off. But because they can't talk, they can't present themselves. They have a problem, right? Especially in an NNC environment. They'll just forever be, be, be hidden in the background, the hardworking guy. And somebody comes and take credit. And usually the guy who comes and take credit will be the ones who can talk but can't work, can't execute, can't take action. So these guys will be, will be leveraging on those who can work but cannot talk. And, you know, they, they probably could survive in MNC for a while as long as they can get their workers, right? So so, so that's my, my little sharing there. I always had this in my mind, you know, someday maybe I'll write a paper about it. <laughs> that is great. And it's so true in the corporate environment. I look back, right? Um, there's definitely, you know, I used to be the worker bee. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, um, I'm no shame in that. I used to do my, you know, eight to five, take my work home. Um, thought that, hey, if I work really hard, someone's going to notice, you know, and then someone else would take credit for it. You know, my oh. VP, my VP would or um, someone else above me, you know, and I was always just working. Right. And I was doing everyone else's job. And then slowly I was like, you know what? Those are the guys that actually make more money, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and then exactly. I was like, man, if I can learn how to express myself and put myself out there and talk to man, I'm a hard worker. Plus I do the talking. Then my boss will notice me. You know, I started getting smarter as I um, um, got older. You know, I got smarter in my career. You know, I was like, Man, everyone drops a um, stack of stuff on my desk, you know, and then I was just doing it. And then during meetings, no one noticed me, you know, because I didn't say anything, you know. And for because, me, I thought because you're, <laughs> because you're not the one who delivered the, the, the saying on what happened, right? Yeah. Yep. So I thought, man, that's just being a good employee, right? And, uh, um, and then slowly I was like, man, I need to speak up, you know. Um, and take credit for what I did, you know, and uh, things started changing for me, you know, in my career, you know. So. But but you see, Kevin, um, it's it's a very Asian thing, right? That you just work and you shy away if you're asked to present or you're asked to say, okay, what you just did? Can you just tell us what you did? You you will you will shy away, and and uh, I guess I speak for most Asians, right? And and yep. uh, we would we would tend to think that oh, as long as I do my job, I I do the hard work, my boss will know, my boss will notice my boss can go and take the credit and my boss will turn around and reward me instead, you know, during assessments or, you know, reviews and all. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes your boss goes away and you're left with nothing. You've got to work hard again for the next boss and hope that the same thing will happen and it might not. And and, and the, the flip side is that there are people who are so good at talking, they can talk their way <laughs> out of anything and they don't have to do a single thing because they talk for someone to do it. They talk to someone to get it to be done, right? And and I think that's that's where... I think in this scenario, that's where sometimes talking could be louder than words, okay? Just have that in your mind. That could happen, uh, though not the best scenario, but it does happen, I guess, a lot in the corporate world. Well, that's, and, that's, that's very true. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off. But no, it's very good. true. I mean, I've, I've seen so many people survive in corporate America because they know how to, it, I mean, there's no better way to put it. They know how to kiss ass. 
right? <laughs> they, they, you know, they know how to they know how to say to the the biggest boss, "Yeah, boss, you're right. Yeah, boss, you're right." And that keeps them around for a very long time. And they make a lot of money just being a yes person. I can't I can't do it. I I've never been able to do that. But there's a lot of people who I've seen have made really good salaries and I I watch it and I'm like, "Dude, you're you're green with the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> But you're cool with it, whatever. More power to you. But you're right. In that scenario, words actually speak louder than actions. That's actually true, Jeremy. It is. So it depends the leadership you're under, right? So, um, you know, some leaders um, just love um, having someone kiss their ass, you know, and that's just the truth, you know. And um, that's a lot of corporate America. And uh, that's human nature too, right? I, you know? I, I sense Audrey has something hot hitting to say. <laughs> I says it's bursting. No, I, I, okay. I, just, um, I just think that I just think that um, whatever whatever they just mentioned, Jeremy, is something that's prevalent. Um, at least I'm not gonna say Asian, but I know uh, that's pretty prevalent in Hong Kong and Singapore. Um, not that obvious in uh, Australia, especially in those cities that I've worked in. Uh, but I think, but I think the thing is this: that um, if if you are going into an environment that is um, that is uh, capitalist driven, right? It, we we all know that everyone in different teams they they all they all have one singular focus, and that is the profitability of the company. And if you don't support that, then um, the company doesn't exist. We are all gone, right? So um, I think I think the way the way in which um, we become overly compliant, uh, it, it will swing us to just taking orders. Um, I, I, think, I think that's inevitable, especially when you're in that kind of environment and everyone around is like that. You stand out, um, presumably you stand out in a good way, but in that kind of environment, you stick out like a sore thumb, right? Because when everyone is like, It'll just do away talking so much, and then you're the one like kind of voice. Like, hey guys, there's a better way to do that. There's, you you inevitably become the enemy because you challenge their status quo. I think I think that's one way to think about it. And I know there's um, I, I know there's a lot of uh, people when they think about their career prospects in in a corporate environment. I mean, like been there, done that, and then maybe next time I might go back. I don't know. But the way the way I think about it is. Um, truthfully, if you put yourself in the position of a manager or a senior manager, do you want your team to be passive? Mm. Truthfully, truthfully do know. you want the team to be passive? Do you want your team members to just take orders from you? Because if the answer to those questions are yes, you are the one that's going to work very hard. Yep. Because yep, a hundred percent earlier than the rest mm -hmm. of the team to give them orders, tell them what to do, review their work. Make sure that they're aligned and you need to have a daily stand-up meeting. And then before they go, you need to check their emails and things like Seriously, do you want to do that? I don't think so, right? Yeah. You want people to be able to rise up to the occasion. That's what I think. I agree. Yep. I think. And um, I think I think even for individuals, what's really important is um, know that your KPIs or key performance indicators, so to speak, they are folded up into your supervisor's KPIs. So yes, helping your supervisor is the best way to stand up. It's not about doing your work. 
it's about helping your supervisor. If you can help your supervisor achieve his KPI, it means that in a cascading environment, he is helping his supervisor achieve his KPI, right? Everything yeah. goes up into the profitability metrics. So I think the mindset that uh, I used to have, I, I, I didn't know that I was the only one who thought about it in that way, but I'm just going to share. My mindset has always been support my boss, know what he's doing, know what he's doing and do it very well. And then to a point where I can eliminate him, to a point where I can eliminate him such that he bucks up, eliminates his own boss so that I can take his position or he gets out so I can take his position. Mm -hmm. uh, no, that's, 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 the way, that's the way I think about it. I mean, like, I still support him day to day, but at the back of my head, it's like, how can I get promoted when he's always there? Come on, this, this is something <laughs> is wrong here. That I, me, right? I love I how real Aldrich keeps Audric, Audric, Thanos, <laughs> purple. Hey, Audric, you you're not you're not, Audric, you're not the only guy who think that who thinks that way. I I do, but maybe uh, a less aggressive, uh, a more passive manner. Uh, I I tell this to I tell this to my team members. Right, I I tell them you know, it's a it's a very simple uh system, right? Hierarchy. Uh, so. Your job, I'll tell my team members, your job is to make me look good. Put it simply, okay? And my job is to make my boss look good. And how do you do that? How does that happen? Very simply, if, if you, as, as my subordinate, if you can do 50%, uh, if, if you are competent, okay, and you can complete your stuff, 50% of the time should be used to do my job so that I get free 50% of my time I have 50% capacity to do my boss's job. And then my boss can, you know, the cycle goes on. My boss can have 50% of his or her time to do his or her boss's job. So this is like a virtuous cycle, right? So without saying, without giving orders or having to be, you know, uh, what you call it, uh, 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 micromanager, I tell my team, if you can do 50% of my job and at the same time do your job, that's good. You make me look good because now I can, I can flag out my hand and say, hey, boss, anything for me to do, I can take on this other project for you. And in that sense, I build the capability one level up, just like my, my team members are building their capabilities on my level, right? So it's a virtuous cycle. And at the end of the day, if it works out, no, my boss gets promoted when there's an opening, I move up and my, my, someone on my team moves up, right? So, so that's how I will put what you just said, Audrey, in a similar fashion, but you know, my team member can attest to it. This is what I tell them. Your job is to make me look good. Do 50% of my job so I can do my bosses, 50%. And I think in that sense, everybody learns. Everybody learns. Yeah. And you don't have to micromanage. They think one step ahead and, and, you know, and they'll take action rather more than saying, hey, boss, I, I do this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just talking. So, so that's how I... I, I, think, I, think there are, I think most people will be worried about two points when, when, we, when we start talking about the topics that you just mentioned. Just two things. One... I'm overloaded, boss. It's 7 p.m. I need to go home. One. Yep. The second thing, right, is that hey, the little guy gets all the shit. <laughs> yep. It's true, true isn't it? It's true. It's true. You're not the little guy today. You have, you have, you'll be, you, you're going to have this, this uh, thought in your head like, oh my gosh, I'm actually taking all this shit. And then the butterfly effect will be one. I'm out of here. Two, very few. I better, 
I better get to the next level fast. Right? But how many people actually think about that in a, in a positive way and, and say things like, um, let's say if you are fresh out of school, no obligations, right? Let's say you don't have any major bills to pay, you're not going to get married anytime soon or assuming that you don't have a kid to take care of and things like that. How many of them are actually going to say things like, hey, I've got no obligations. I'm just going to pull the trigger and do whatever I can and uh, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. How many? I mean, like, we can count with one hand, don't we, in our own experiences. And that's kind of, to me, I think that's kind of sad because uh, a lot of times when we say taking action, when we say taking that quantum leap, right, it has to do with our mindset first, right, that you're willing to do it that you have to be willing to want to do it. And before you actually want to do anything and you just put on the firewalls to say that, you know, it's 8.45, my official hour is 9, I see the phone ringing, I'm not going to pick it up. Like, seriously? And I'll be like, are you in sales team? He's like, yes, I am. I was like, oh, okay. I can immediately tell the fate of that sales team. I don't need to wait till the end of the year. I already know. <laughs> like, like, why? Why? Right? You want to enjoy the freedom of people not breathing down your neck when you're not in office because you're in sales team. But at the same time, please understand that you don't have a nine to six. When your client calls you, pick it up. Yeah. It, it's, like, it's amazing. Well, I mean, like, just people. I don't know if it's a culture thing, but I think it's a people thing. I think it's a mindset thing. It's, it's just amazing. No. No, you're, you're spot on, Aldrich. And what I would say about both of your points, right? And I think you guys basically both said the same thing. Um, but what people need to understand is when you're the little guy, the more you learn, even if you're not going to move up in this specific company, you put yourself in a position to move up somewhere yeah. else. And especially yeah. in today's world, when I, when I, you know, when I was a general manager... And I was looking at people's resumes. I wasn't as concerned with their time on the job anymore because it's almost not a thing. I was looking at more so, okay, well, what did you do within the time that you had? And were you looking to move up? Were you looking to take the next step in your career? And if you are, I, that weighed more than time on job. Because if somebody went from salesperson to assistant manager to manager within a three-year span at three different jobs, I'm okay with that as long as you're doing the right things and you can, when you're talking to me about being a manager, you're saying the right things. So, you know, to me, I think when you're the little guy, it's about taking in as much as you can while being the little guy to both of your points, right? Okay, what does my boss do? Let me learn what my boss does. So if I had an opportunity to move on, I, I'm already prepared. I know what the next step yeah. is. And then if you're yeah. doing that as the little guy, you eventually become the boss. And again, when you become the boss, you still want to take the next step. You still want to be learning what your boss is doing. So you guys both yeah. kind of do the same thing. I'm just kind of marrying the two points together. And I think when we're talking about this topic, I think it's important to know too, you know, there's a lot more bosses than there are leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of us work for bosses, but there's very few leaders. And when you talk about leadership, we're talking about, a boss that actually take action, you know, how are they taking action to make the people underneath him better? You know, as a good leader, you bring them with you. 
you know, it's let's go, you know, not a boss is, hey, you go, you know, you know, it's, it changes the perspective, right? Uh, a lot of the bosses are they're sitting here and they're not taking action, you know, and when we're talking about the topic of action, right? Um, it's like watching those movies. And I know Eldrick likes to watch, um, you know, like 300, right? The good leader is he's fighting with the people mm-hmm. underneath him, you know, and it, I, I am willingly want, want to work for you. I'm willingly want to invest that time and pick up that phone call. But if you work for a boss that doesn't take action, dude, it's very hard for me to go work after seven, you know, or, hey, want to be motivated to do the extra work, you know, to pick up that extra phone call, you know, because you're just a boss. You you aren't taking action. Then why should I take action? And um, I think we're seeing it every day, even with our government and everything, you know. Um, you know, who are the good leaders and who aren't, you know, um, the good leadership uh, during this pandemic, they're taking action. They're doing something about it. And then the bad ones, there's a lot of talk, but I want to see something. I want to see action. And I think that's so important. And it goes, uh, we talk about, Hey, uh, being the little guy taking action, but Hey, all you entrepreneurs out there who have, a manage people, you know, what are you doing for your people? Are you taking action? Are you doing anything for them? Don't expect your team to want to do anything for you. If you're not taking action to invest in them, you know, uh, and that's why you can't grow an organization. It becomes stale. You know, I think, of, you know, and I, I don't even like the word boss, right? I rather say, Hey, you know, if you're a good leader or you're not a good leader, you know, um, because I think boss, bosses have a negative connotation to it. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't like I, I don't want my people underneath me to think that I'm the boss. You know, I rather my employees go, hey, Kevin, that idea you told us sucks, you know, and it's not going to work, you know. And I'm yep. like, OK, great. Yeah, you got a better idea. Uh, how should we do it? You know, yeah. you know, so that's um, my take. I agree. Yep. So, well, this leads to our last question, right? What action are you taking to meet your goals? If I have a goal in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll go first because I, I got I to gotta drop off in like eight minutes for, for my, my work, right? Still have a day job to keep. <laughs> yep. So. Um, let's define the goal first, right? So personally for me, I think uh, the past two years or so, my goal really is trying to be that, that, that I, I, okay, probably I won't say expert, but that observer, keen observer for retail, uh, just for APAC, Asia Pacific, if not, you know, maybe just Asia. So that was like kind of my goal because, um, yeah, I had some people I look up to and did the same thing and I thought that's a good uh, goal to set. So the past two years or so, coming to two years, I've been active on LinkedIn, and uh, I want to achieve that goal, right? Uh, to let people know who this new retail guy is, who Jeremy is, and what does he know about retail. So, so the actions I've taken to reach that goal, well, of course, I uh, started to to learn um, how to how to be that that expert, you know, in retail in Asia Pacific uh, through posting things, sharing insights, and then in in uh, last year I I started to do um, video. 
uh, oh, really tough, but I picked up so many skills along the way, right? Video editing and all that. You know, 40 plus years, year old, you know, really putting myself out there and, and trying to work through that took a lot of time, really hard to learn. And uh, and right now, I was doing this live thing, right? And recently, <laughs> I had the, had the opportunity to do my first podcast. Never thought I would, you know, somebody would think that, you know, to, to ask my opinion on, on Asia and all that uh, on retail. So, so uh, I don't think I'm there yet. Definitely not. Um, but I think um, really taking action and just throwing yourself out there on a platform like LinkedIn really helped because right now I, I do interact with strangers really from different parts of the world. Just yesterday, some, some, uh, I just had uh, my second Zoom call with uh, a, another retail expert um, in, in Germany. And it was the second time we talked and all he had to do was to say, hey, you know, I, I wanted something to discuss with you. Can we talk? And I just said, yes, not knowing what I, I, I not knowing what I was getting myself into, taking that leap of faith and just doing the call. And now we had a second call. We talk about hey, maybe how we can collaborate, that kind of thing, sharing ideas. Uh, I think I think that's what it all boils down to, right? Know why you, you, you're doing what you want to do uh, to meet your goals. And then just say yes to things that you think will help you uh, meet your goals. Because you're never going to know until you take that leap of faith until you say yes and, and put yourself in an uncomfortable position. But the only thing is you're, go, you are only going to get better, whether you fail or not, you're only going to get better because if you fail, you know what you did wrong. Hopefully you do some postmortem and if you succeed all the best, you know, move on to the next goal. So, so that's my, my little take on, on this, right? My goals and what I'm doing. Little steps. That's good. That's good. Should I go next? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it, Tim. All right. So uh, for me personally, I mean, obviously, like we talked about earlier, just recently started my own company a couple months ago. My main focus, which I just completed, was uh, I created a sales training video series on YouTube. And uh, man, that was a grind. That was a freaking grind. Uh, For a (laughs) six-minute video between recording it and editing it, Man, it's like freaking two, three hours. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's crazy. So absolutely. But, but uh, you know, I mean, it was is a it was a nine part series. I got it done literally just today, and uh, awesome. you know, I I took the pandemic as an opportunity because you know once once things reopen, I'm gonna be on the road, um, you know, prospecting and hitting new dealers and doing business to business sales face to face. So I figured, well, look. This is the perfect time since we're all home to take the time and shoot these YouTube videos and get it on there. But now I do believe that, you know, obviously that brings legitimacy to my company. Anybody can watch these videos at any time and learn about sales. And the reason I did it is because, you know, I was blessed to have a lot of training when I was coming up in the car industry. But unfortunately, you know, especially a lot of these small used car lots, there is no training. They hire somebody. And they're like, all right, go sell cars. And that's it. (laughs) And they got to figure it out. So, you know, with this, obviously, this is something that people can watch at any time. And, uh, you know, I mean, let's, to be perfectly honest, YouTube does monetize. So it's nice to, for the future, be able to monetize and have each of those views actually turn into a couple cents every time. So that's something I did to achieve my goals. And uh, it was a grind. You know, I mean, I'd probably put in at least 12 man hours doing this it's probably more but now that it's done it's done and you have that feeling of accomplishment so that's one of the things i'm doing to achieve my goal awesome that's awesome good stuff i think i think i can see that on youtube i just went to check 
<laughs> Dealer Masters LLC. Dealer Masters LLC. It's not under my name. It's uh, Dealer Masters LLC, the company name. It's there. Yeah. I see that. Meet the to go check out. It's actually, if you click my company profile on LinkedIn, it's there too. I've literally, I took all the videos and I uploaded them to my company profile on LinkedIn too. So, awesome. Good stuff. The Eldrick freeze on us. Oh. Uh, I think he did. All right, guys. Oh, there he is. He's back. There he is. Aldrich, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, I think I think when it comes to goals and whatsoever, I, I'm very – I'm into mine. But I think I'll, I'll not talk about it in this show. I'm into um, getting others to achieve their goals. I'm very into that. Um, but I think – I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who don't. Uh, how should I say this? I I think tough love works. Tough love. I think tough love works, and um, a lot of us we respond too much into positive affirmations to a point where we are no longer doing anything. Hmm. If you have goals you have to do something, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes just having that little someone kicking your ass and breathing down your neck, it does help. And uh, it's, it's from my personal experience. Uh, it was a tough love that I had, which looking back, I think it was a blessing in my life that uh, I could see like my aunt and things like that. And, and the tough love that she has given me, it's, it's I mean, she's gone, but um, I miss it. I miss it. I, I literally miss the those days where people or my aunt held me accountable to whatever that I say out of my mouth. Someone who held me accountable for my actions and someone who is willing to believe in me and paint the biggest picture that I could have never ever seen. So uh, I'm a beneficiary of that. And I think these days it's it's uh, this this thing, this tough love thing. It's going away, like like right at the very beginning of what Kevin mentioned. Uh, kids these days get participation medals. I don't have anything good to say about that, so I'm not gonna say anything about it. What, <laughs> what I think is that if I'm in a national championships and I won a trophy, I want to know that it's worthy. I want to know that it's worthy and I know that I've done my absolute best and this is something that I deserve. I don't want any medals to justify my participation. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. Right? And um, I think there's a lot of people who want to get there but they are, they are not in the mindset too because if you're not willing to go tough on yourself, then it's very difficult for you to get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, how... Uh, I, I, want to, I want to spread this as much as I can via my mentees and things like that or whatsoever. Or even when I speak, uh, I think yesterday I spoke to someone from Istanbul and I spoke to someone from Penang and things like that. I was telling them straight in the face that, look, you, if, if you want help to get to where you want to be and you think that I'm your, I'm your guy, then you have to accept the fact that it's not going to be smooth every time we speak because there's no way I'm going to acknowledge what you do. Just no way. Because I'm interested in what you want to do, not what you have done. 
right? So I think tough love works um, to me. Uh, if I can just make an allusion, it's like a lot of leaders these days, I think our parents, our grandparents' generation uh, pretty much uh, in trouble, so to speak, because they, uh, they bought into this idea of a safety net, right? I think, I think that uh, no matter what happens, uh, there's something beneath that will catch them. I, I don't really like that idea. I mean, like, what's the point of catching people that's falling, right? I prefer the idea of a trampoline. If you drop, you bounce back. I think that's what tough love is. When, when you're in doubt, when you're in, um, in like darkness, you want someone who can push you and tell you how, what to do next and what's best for you. You want to have that trampoline to allow you to bounce back. Why do you want to have a safety net? I don't understand that. I mean, but that's me. That's just me. No, I, I'm I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, like, just, just my point. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, think, I think these days when I'm doing my, I mean, one, one of the sites that I'm doing for my coaching and things like that, if, if there's really anything, it's uh, that goal is really just spread the tough love. Like, we need that. We need that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I'm going to drop off. I'd uh, love to stay on. I'll see you guys next week, okay? See you, yeah. Jeremy. Say bye. Aldrick, before Kevin goes, I just want to say, man, I, I love that you said that. Um, you know, I agree with you a million percent on that. I mean, it, unfortunately, you know, and we had a little talk within our little group that we have our, uh, you know, our DM group that we have. And I was telling yep. you about my friend, um, who, you know, I had a long talk with him and he's this big dreamer, this huge dreamer. But I was trying to talk sense into him because we've been friends forever. And I'm like, buddy, like you could talk all the shit you want about <laughs> what you're going to do, but it means nothing. Like you're going in the wrong direction. I'm telling you, you're going in the wrong direction. And we got into an argument, but I'm like, dude, if I'm not your friend. If I'm not telling you, you're going in the wrong direction. Trust me when I tell you, you are absolutely doing the wrong thing in this situation. You didn't want to hear it. And I, I agree with you. Like accountability, you know, nobody wants to hear anything other than what, you know, what's, what's in agreement with their point of view. And that's not how I got to where I was in my career. I had some guys when I was coming up in, in my industry, they kicked the shit out of me. That literally, <laughs> you know, they, they were like, look, dude, you're, you're messing this up. And they didn't say it so nicely. And I was like, I got it. I was like, okay, you're right. I'm messing this up. What do I need to do? They told me, I corrected it. I got to the next level. So I agree with you, man. I mean, we do need more accountability, 100%. And that's so true. Like, you know, having someone hold you accountable, uh, relationships that are honest and authentic. And, you know, friendships are authentic. They shouldn't have a problem to, to tell you, you know, there's a problem or, Hey, if you keep going in this direction, you're going to hit a brick wall, you know, and if they don't want to listen, you know, that's their choice. Right. But I think if you're a good friend, you owe it to them to just be honest. Right. I think it's so important. And, um, I love that Eldrick tough love, you know, um, I do that with my children. You know, I think Brooke is um, talking about, she gives tough love to her kids, you know, um, you know, I make them earn things, you know, because they need to learn at a young age because or they're going to be entitled. Mm -hmm. And I get so frustrated with entitled uh, mindset. You know, no one owes you anything. Mm 
-hmm. You know, you owe it to yourself, you know, do something about it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And especially in the U.S., you know, um, there's still a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, our governments give us a lot of stuff to um, the Internet, different things we have um, that we can do business. Um, I mean, we have no room to complain, you know. So um, and that's so important. And when it comes to um, when, uh, you know, we were talking about goals, right? I was just thinking this myself, you know. Like one of my goals for this year is really to um, build a better community, build better relationships. You know, I mean, um, I I have quite a bit of LinkedIn connections, and but um, I mean, I hold myself accountable. You know, because I feel, hey, I'm not the best at engaging with everyone, and uh, you know, yeah, I might have you know over 11k whatever followers, which doesn't matter at all. But honestly, I hardly talk to any of them, you know? I don't engage with everyone, and there's no way I can't, you know? So, but then I set myself, hey, you know, I did a fair good job um, back in the days building a digital marketing agency. Um, then I was like, hey, um, but I never focus on my personal brand, right? Until, you know, I, I was on LinkedIn for many years, right? Um, just as a resume um, for career purposes, um, you know, as a leader, um, but I never actually took the time to start creating content until probably um, a couple years ago, right? I made an effort to, hey, let's um, start posting, start doing these things. And now, you know, I I feel, you know, I got you guys um, to hold me accountable. Like I feel guilty if I don't post one day <laughs> because I was like, man, Eldrick's killing it and it's creating some um, competitiveness too. I, I'm like, Man, Eldrick just posted, Tim just posted, and Jeremy, oh, I better do mine. Because I tell myself sometimes, man, I just don't feel like posting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then and then all it's of a sudden. It's so easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. I, I, I'll tell you when I was doing this YouTube shit, I, I was like, all right. There was days I just took off. I was like, I'm, I can't. I'm, I, after six hours of, of shooting and editing, I was like, forget it. I'm it's not <laughs> <laughs> so but and it's so easy to do that but now i'm gonna get back to it now that this shit's done but i agree with you 100 percent, kevin and that's why i've been loving even our um bottoms up perspective um group if uh, those of you who don't know about it we created this um private group um but i love the community being able to just hold each other accountable um just share and talk and be able to comment um see what everyone's doing because now it's almost like instead of just checking the people on my profile, I can just go check that group because those are the people that are truly engaging with me, right? And these are people who I feel matter and I want to help out. And it just makes it easier. And it's neat, you know, um, just being able to have you guys hold me accountable, you know, um, to doing whatever I need to do on LinkedIn, you know. And I think with every goal, you know, um, we're talking about actions here, right? Um, you just have to do it, you know? And I think human nature, uh, we make excuses, you know? Even with the whole idea of downloading these videos, you know, we were doing live, right? For the longest time, I keep telling myself, I know um, Jeremy keeps saying, hey, we need to export these into YouTube videos, you know? I know how to do it. I have the ability to, but then I got lazy. 
I was like, ah, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And it never happened. And then finally one day, I think Eldrick brought it up. It's like, hey, we need to get these on YouTube. And I was like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. We need to put, let's create a YouTube channel, you know? <laughs> and, and that's so true. I think it goes through so many things in life. Um, if you don't take the leap and take action, you're never going to know what you miss out, you know? And um, that's for all of us. Uh, we miss out on things, um, I think, on a daily basis. Because we decided to um, not take action, mm -hmm. and I yeah. think and I think sometimes we the 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 first world issues will always be like you, you take a lot of action and then you get disappointed with the results or the lack thereof. Mm. Um, I think I think it takes a lot of character to actually recognize that things comes in waves, waves and patterns, right? So when when you're down. Um, I mean, I mean, this is just my personal experience. I think this whole week I've been a little disappointed with the kind of performance that I have with my LinkedIn post. I think uh, that's two that I reflected that and people are actually messaging me like, hey, you know, I, I sense that little disappointment is fine. Uh, we, uh, we, we like the kind of content that produces things like that. So I think um, when, when you're disappointed, when you're disappointed, continue to put out that effort because um, you know, there's this saying that when, when life shuts a door on you, a window will open. It doesn't, it doesn't happen automatically, my friends. It happens because you saw the door closing and you went to open the window. Mm -hmm. I say that again, okay? It doesn't happen automatically. If you see a door closing, you have to open a window. Otherwise, you don't know that the window can open. And... Um, yeah, so I think sometimes we get too predicated and too obsessed with the results and things like that. Just, just get back, just get back to the effort and just look at the effort and and think about you know if you are the numbers guy, think about the number of comments they post a day, the number of comments that you add value to other people's posts, uh, the number of community that you engage in, the number of people that you actually bother enough to do a DM to say hey I read your post and I think. Uh, I know you're going through a very tough time if you need, you give me a call and things like that, it will be non-billable or, or whatever. You know, uh, yeah, just have faith in yourself. I know it's difficult. It's very difficult. I went through a dark patch myself. I'm not too sure if I got out of it now, but I think a lot better. I just, I just keep looking at the North Star and sometimes you have that clock that's just blocking your North Star, but the clock will go away. I believe in it. That's what yeah. I do. Yep. It's, it, it comes down to discipline, too. I mean, you know, it's really pushing yourself to take the action. And sometimes it's harder to push yourself because obviously it's so much easier to just say, I'm not going to do it because obviously it's <laughs> something than to do something, right? Yeah. But the reality is you have to have that discipline whether it's posting or whatever it is that you need to do in life. Could be work-related, could be home-related, could be cleaning your house at one point, you know? At some points, you're like, ah, I'm going to leave that there. No, just freaking get it done. Pick it up, you know, clean it up real quick, get it done. And I think that's really the key when it comes to taking action. It's having the discipline. And sometimes, you know, if nobody's there to push you, you got to kick yourself in the ass and be like, because, all right. Yeah, well, because... Yep, I think pro procrastination is our biggest enemy, mm -hmm. right? And uh, when it comes to taking action, right? Uh, it's so easy to procrastinate and go, hey, we can wait another day. And I think this is the perfect time to talk about um, 
taking action too during this pandemic, right? I, I, I can choose to sit at home and be isolated and just um, be stressed about, hey, what's going on outside um, the window or outside the door and what's happening in the world and drown myself in media uh, and negative news, mm -hmm. you know, and start, you know, being negative and affect my mental health and everything else, right? Uh, but instead of focusing on these uncertainty and all that, it's like, why don't we find that window that Eldrick's talking about? You know, yeah, the door might be closing, but there's other opportunities out there. And hey, if you lose a job, guess what? There's another one waiting. You know, there's jobs right now still. You know, in the global market, there's jobs, you know. Uh, yeah. It's just that job might look different. You know, Very it might different. not. Yeah, it might not be something you're used to or you want to do. But I remember, you know, when I lost everything and uh, there was a time in my life I thought I was too good for certain positions. But then eventually uh, the bank account started going down. You know, I was sitting uh -huh. at home waiting for that perfect job. But guess what? Perfect might not be out there. It's either Kevin, go pay your bills or go sell some cars, you know, or go do something, you know. And at the time, I mean, I was a software engineer and in my mind, I was like, oh, I need a software IT job, IT job. And I kept waiting, waiting. And then slowly my bank account got smaller, 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 smaller. <laughs> and I was like, and then I was getting an unemployment check. And I was like, man. Selling cars sound pretty good right now, you know, and guess what? I probably made more doing that than my software job, you know, but if I didn't do it, I would have never knew that because commission only sucks, you know, in your mind, you yeah. know, and then I was like, oh, I was good at it. Hey, this is easy, you know, and guess what? Now I take all those skill sets and apply it as an entrepreneur today, you know, uh, now I know how to sell things, you know, and I know how to take a no. Um, I know how it, uh, what it looks like when it's a commission only job. So, I mean, you never know. And right now the worst thing you can do if you don't have a job is to sit there and do nothing, yes. you know, and wait for that perfect, uh, you know, job because your ducks might not line up people. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to go take the leap. You have to do something. Keep moving. <laughs> you yes. know. No, you're you're spot on. I think we I think we said what we need to say. But I think uh, ultimately, yeah, man, it's just taking action is so important. Talk is free, as Aldrich said. I like that. Yeah, I My do. Prof that that was awesome. It. I'm, I'm stealing <laughs> that from you all day long. I know. <laughs> But, you know, talk is free, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't have the discipline and you don't take the action, doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to fall short of your goal. What it is. That's good. So um, we look forward to having you guys. Yep, go ahead. I just do one closing comment. I think sometimes we inherit too much fear from any form of media. Like, uh, like you know, like when you're trying to encourage people to to go on different social media platforms to build your brand, showcase your business, talk about yourself, and be like, ah, oh, better not, you know, all those news that's telling you that um, it's, uh, it's, it's a powerful tool, but at the same time, it's like uh, fracturing the society. I don't want to be part of that. I'm like, dude, are you even in there? You're not. 
Mm-hmm. What makes you think that you are so powerful that the moment you get in, you can fracture society? Like, who the, who the F are you? Are you some president or prime minister or somewhere who everything that you do, you can fracture your society? I, I don't know. Okay, like, or, or like, oh, sometimes I say, I, I think you need a website so you can channel the traffic and things. So, oh, probably not. You know, a lot of people are saying that the uh, websites are not helping and it's, uh, also, but you don't have one. You, it, it's like, and it's yeah, like, okay. uh, like, like, I think like what Kevin mentioned, like in times like this, we better get moving, right? If people are not calling you, why can't you call them? Like, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yep. I don't want people to know that I'm desperate. Yeah, sure. Continue waiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Continue. All right, just sit, sit there and do nothing. See what happens. Wait, waiting just doesn't get you anywhere. You know, uh, I mean, there's seasons for waiting, but even during your waiting, you got to do something. You got to improve yourself, improve your mental health. Um, you got to do something, you know. Yeah. Um, nothing will move. and then he can think about the theory of gravity look it's not true Aldrich froze on us yeah yeah he's giving us his Thanos look (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know (laughs) you froze on us sorry brother yeah no worries (laughs) yep but hey thank you so much for everyone that joined us tonight and I think at the end of the day, hey, take action. You know, if you have an idea or um, in your heart you want to do something, start today, man. Don't wait. Just do it. And uh, we'll encourage you. Um, feel free. Connect with us. Um, if you need someone to hold you accountable, uh, we'll love to do that. So um, look forward to next week. And um, feel free to comment below. Uh, we don't really have a topic for next week. So um, if any of you have ideas, we want the viewers to be interactive, um, share below, um, post. And then uh, we also have our Bottoms Up Perspective group. Um, you can search it on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, you can ask to uh, request um, to join us, um, and we'll accept you. So um, we look forward to having all of you. And um, thank you so much, guys. It's always fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a nice one. Bye.